my expectations are from, from the fans and from the administration is no different than my expectations from the players and the coaches. You know, if, if best is the standard, then, then everybody, that's what our players deserve. You know, everybody has a part. Everything that we do matters in this program. How we show up on the spring game matters. We're going to have recruits here. It matters. Our players are going to bust their tails for this place in, in September and October, November and December and January. Okay, then we expect the best from, from everybody else, supporting the program the right way. Okay, don't matter how, what the temperature is or what time it is, you know, you know, where the sun is during the day, you know, what we're doing if we have a halftime show or not. Okay, what road or what way, what uniforms we're wearing, none of that stuff matters. Show up. Okay, how we show up matters. Okay, send a message. If, you know, when we talk about this program being one of the, you know, most tradition-rich and, and best programs in the history of college football, then show up with some pride on the 23rd. That's the expectation. There you go. That is University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venable. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering who that was. Yeah. Huh. Um, I'll tell you something funny about that. I think, like, the original clip that was posted by Oklahoma football, I think, was like six minutes long. Right? Did you yes. see that? Well, that's how I played it's, it on it, Friday. It, I was like, how am I going to do this? Okay, here we go. It's, it's hard to catch... Like there's a bunch of quotable stuff in there with Venables, but like as soon as you want to cut it off, it's like, yeah, I better l- add this. Oh yeah, I better add that, and you end up at six I, minutes. I, I had to post one today, and I was at like a minute ten. I was like, ah, I, I'm just gonna have to cut it off here, and it sounds so unnatural because you can tell he's about to go to something else. But dude, once that guy gets going, uh, forget about it, buddy. The funny <laughs> thing about it is, uh, so my family was in town over the weekend, and my brother-in-law's like, man. I listened to that Brent Venables uh, press conference, and I listened to it on my way to work. I listened to it at lunch. Hell, I was ready to run through a wall just doing my job on a day-to-day basis. So I, he's, he's got that effect on people, man. Way to make your brother-in-law sound like a hick, by the way. Man, I listened to that Brent Venables press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you don't know. That was actually a pretty good impression of my brother-in-law. All right? I'm sure that it was. <laughs> I'm sure that it was. My question is, and I do think there's going to be uh, great attendance for the spring game, but what if there's not? Because BV is sure quick to, at least I think, call something out if it's not up to the quote-unquote standard of what it needs to be. Huh. If the attendance is not great spring game weekend, uh, will the fans get a, a little bit of a lecture in the post-game press conference? My guess is in a not-so-subtle way, he'll tell the fan base that maybe they should enter the transfer portal and uh, look for another opportunity. It ain't good else. enough is what he's going to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I totally expect that. Wouldn't you? I'd be uh, shocked and disappointed if he didn't, because he's been uh, upfront and honest with everything up to this point. And if he does not like what the spring game attendance is, like not a whole lot of people will take that well. But uh, my guess hey, is, let, us, let it let it be known. He's going to have a projector there and have some screenshots show up and say, look. This is Texas A&M spring game. This is what we look like right here. Do you want to compare yourselves with Texas A&M? And then, you know, show some other ones. That'll rile me up if he says that, because the answer to that is no. I (laughs) I do not want to be. 
I see the text. BV likes to say okay. Yeah. That's his transition. That's where you have to cut off the video is right when he right before he <laughs> says okay. That's your trust me. Uh, that's your chance. I'm four months into this thing. Right. Everyone's got those. Um, it's it's just funny. What is what is Saban's? I I I. Savings is I. Venables is okay. I think everyone's got one of the one or, or more of those. Um, a lot of former players coming back for the spring game. Jordan Evans, I think he put out on social media. He'll be back. Kenny Stills did. Creed nice. did. Perion did. Dan Cody was there last week. You've you've been in a couple practice. Um, do your guys feel more included in the program than they did recently? Well. I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I, they will. I don't know if they've had time to, you know, reach out to every player that's played over the last, you know, 50, 60 years. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know that's, like, a bigger part of what they're doing now. Sure. That's Josh Norman. Like, they hired someone. Like, that's what he's doing. And he's, you know, they're trying to gear up the whole – process and figure out exactly what they're going to do and I'm sure they're going to you know as the future moves on have different events and different opportunities for those guys to come and be around and be around the players and be around the facilities and stuff so I'm guessing like I've had I've had several guys call me that are going to be here for the spring game that I wouldn't expect such uh, as such as who Brandon Moore who you know oh, I haven't seen him around here in a long time no where's he, he at? he's been coaching he he was coaching in Arizona for a little bit, and then he he worked his way up. He was the defensive coordinator at the Colorado School of Mines. Yep, just outside and, Denver. And then he called me um, this spring, and he actually interviewed and had a, had a chance possibly getting the UCO head coaching job, but ended up getting the Colorado School of Mines head coaching job. So he's the head coach at Colorado School of Mines, which is an excellent school. Um, what they're division two, division two or division three? Yeah, you got you got to be pretty smart to get into there, Engi- right? Great engineering school, uh, but yeah, they've got some really smart kids and they've won, you know, several national championships recently. But anyway, it's like he's coaching a football team, and he's going to be here for the spring game. So cool. guys like that are going to be around. I, I would imagine. I don't want to speak for those guys, but I, I would imagine that. I mean, it's a coach that most of those guys, you know, played around, and and yeah, it seems like it's way more of an inviting atmosphere than it was previously. But mm-hmm. I mean, they they've shown that they want guys like you around. They hired someone to to help, you know, help with that. Right. So what's the? I think the answer's here. Obvious. I'm. I guess I'm curious to what, as to what you'd say. What's the immediate payoff for getting old guys, you know, that haven't played in 15, 20 years, back into the program? Well, those guys are the best ambassadors to the program. I, uh, you know, they're the they're the people that are always being asked about it. I, uh, you know, whenever whether it's they're walking into their nine to five job or, you know, standing at the sideline watching their kid play football, the person those are the guys that are always asked. So, what do you think? What do you think about Venables? What do you think about the program? What, you know, what's going to happen this year? If those guys are a part of it, feel like they're invested in it then they're going to be saying good things about it. And the more people that are saying good things about it, the, the more it tends to grab a hold. But, you know, here's the thing. They're not just going to be saying good things about it. I'm sure they're going to go up there. They're going to see 
the process. They're going to see what all's going on, and they are going to uh, actually believe in what's happening up there. And that's I think that's critical. I mean, if you can have a groundswell of former players that are absolutely locked in with what's going on at the program, I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, text line, agree with BV on your opening soundbite. Then why is the university shorting the program by closing about 25% of the stadium? OU needs to step up its game as well. Is that true? What are they closing? So I Did I totally miss this this weekend? Because I found out about an hour ago that they're closing the – Upper decks for the spring game. We got a text about that. Parker said that. I don't know if I totally missed that or not, but I, I, I guess that's what's happening. I'll it was probably why. in the initial release, and I just totally missed it. Well, I, well forgot about it. I'll tell you why. Uh, number one, the more you open it up, the more you have to staff it, the more it costs them. I mean, that's just a small factor, but here's the real reason. The upper deck isn't going to be in the picture, Right. It's going to look way more packed if you've got a condensed fan base down in the lower bowl than if everyone is really spread out, right? Sure. So that would be my guess, um, but at well, the end of the day, I don't know. Not in the picture. I mean, there's really not going to be a, a picture at all to see because it's not on ESPN or anything. It's on Sooner Sports TV, so I'm well, sure they're telling the cameras, hey. If you show the upper deck, you're far. Keep it on the lower deck, please. Well, you know that everyone's going to be looking to see what the attendance looks like, just like the pictures of the A&M crowd made the, yeah, made the rounds, great. right? So, yeah, I, 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 that would be my guess, but the truth is I really don't know why they closed Text it. line says it hasn't been announced, but that's what we've heard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I then I didn't miss that. Well, here's the thing. My guess is as soon as they sell enough tickets to where they need that overflow space, sure. they're going to be more than willing to open it up. Fans love to see prior Sooner players come home and be seen at the stadium. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's, it's a draw. And plus, um, some of these guys, and there's a couple of those guys uh, out there right now, they have uh, children, and some of those children end up being uh, pretty good athletes. So that, that it's never about time chance. they're starting to roll mm-hmm. into uh, sophomore, junior, senior year of high school uh, right about this time. Yeah, so, Michael yeah. Hawkins' uh, kid's pretty good quarterback. Jamar Mosey's kid is a really good wide receiver. So. You remember Jason Carter? Jinx, he was a DB, right? Defensive back yeah. from Jinx. He lives in Blanchard, and he has a boy that is a freshman – and I, my, my neighbor coaches a baseball team there, and he's like, I think Oklahoma State's already offered him. Wow. For, for baseball? baseball? Yeah. Jeez. He says he is just – he's center fielder, just unbelievable. They better get on it then over yeah, here. I know. I know it. So um, – but, like, that's kind of the point what we're talking about, right? Those guys kind of in that early era are starting to have – those uh, those kids roll through now, so pretty cool. And you guys haven't seen Teddy's kid at a YMCA basketball game. I mean, yeah. he's just, uh, he may be in foul trouble the first five minutes of the game, but uh, every kid's leaving with the bruise on their arm. Um, when asked about basketball, why he likes to play it, he says, because I, like, I can run and bonk into people. <laughs> so, there you go. Spoken ah, like so a true good. elite athlete. Uh, spoken like a true layman, I think, is, is what it is. Never touched the ball. Two seasons of basketball, never touched the ball. Actually, he scored. Luckily, it was after the whistle blew. He scored on the other team's He's goal. He's a real throwback player is he what is. he is. He is. He's a guy that you want to have on your squad. 
Is Kalma's son coming to OU one day to play? He was on campus a few weeks ago. Uh, is he more of a baseball player than, than he is a, a football player? Good K- question. Kaysen, I think it's his first name. Don't know. Um, he came to he came and took a visit, what, two weekends ago two or, or three something? Two weekends ago, and, yeah. And uh, I, I, I know he's a really good athlete, um, multi-sport athlete. I think he's, I think he's on the small end. Uh, would be more of like maybe a safety than than ro- like if you're thinking about Rocky, who's a you know big old six three dude. So I don't I don't really know. Now here's the thing: I, I don't know if he's going to be OU offer scholarship material. Maybe he is. I'm and I'm not. I don't want to downplay him at all. I just I flat out don't know. But I know that that's going to be a guy that Venables would definitely want at the program. And whether that's like a um, a preferred walk on spot, like they did with the Freeman kid, yeah. or something like that, let him earn his spot. I mean, that I wouldn't doubt that at all. And and maybe he is a scholarship player, but those are the type of guys that Venables want want around because why? He's a legacy. So what he how he conducts himself and how he carries himself matters, and it matters a lot. So like. You're not going to be – you wouldn't expect that he would be up there and, you know, uh, be a butthead and doing a bunch of bad stuff. So, like, you you want the program full of players like that. They are uh, way more active. I mean, this is his first, you know, kind of recruiting season. But we're seeing a lot more walk-ons, preferred walk-ons coming into the program. And they're getting some good ones. And, and Drake Stoops, with the previous regime – you know, came in as a as a walk on, and he's proven to be a really good player. But I feel like the additions of walk ons, preferred walk ons, are going to be a much more you know thought out deal with this staff compared to the previous one. Yeah, sounds like they're putting a a lot of emphasis on that. They'll get good scholarship players, but they're going to turn out some good walk on players too. I don't know. I don't know what the walk on numbers at the University of Oklahoma are right now, but I would expect in coming years they're going to grow that walk-on program massively. So stay tuned on that front. And bringing in guys that are – like there's, a, there's good football players out there. There are. Now, not every football player is going to start at a Power 5 like elite program like Oklahoma. I mean, you've got 100 guys up there right now, and, you know, what you've got maybe – six, seven guaranteed starters on each side of the ball right now. So you're talking about 12 to 15 guys that are just locked in. You know what they're going to be. Everyone else, it's just kind of like we'll see who develops and see what happens. So like, don't don't just turn your nose up at the walk-on program. There's good football players around here that can show up on campus, develop, uh, get in that strength and conditioning program, and you never know what's going to happen. Hell, with the 2000 team – had two starters on defense that were walk-ons that I can think of off the top of my head in Corey Heineke and Roger Steffen. Now, that's just two, I, and I think there was probably others on that team that were at least contributors. Sure. A few more here on the text line. So BV is saying pack the palace in the administration is closing the, the upper deck. Okay, got it. What's the hang-up on the upper deck being closed? I don't know. Who wants to sit in the upper deck anyways? Like I said, if they sell enough tickets that would require them to open up the upper decks, I'm sure they're going to be more than happy to do that. 
they need to get some kind of tarp with an OU covering the upper deck. Uh, no, no, that's very Baylor. No, no tarp. Though there's a little tarp in the uh, south end zone with like some uh, sponsors there. Or at least there, yeah. there has been. It's there. It's there right now. I think. Or those like just. I think those are just seat covers for yeah, when those yeah, like yeah, those well, yeah, nice right, right. seat backs aren't being used. Um, yeah, I think if if they put a tarp on the upper decks, I think it's going to say per Venables, it's going to say our fan base wasn't willing to buy tickets <laughs> for these seats. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> Last one. How long do you guys think Jeff Lebby will be at OU as the OC? Do you think after a good year or two, if offered, he will accept a head coaching gig? Totally depends on where it's at. I don't. I don't think he's going to be a guy. To answer your question, if this does, I don't think that he's going to be a guy that's looking for any job just to get out of Norman. Would he take the Ole Miss head <sighs> coaching job if he was offered after this season? I do think it matters what type of shape Ole Miss is in um, when that job is offered. But if it's a, in a comparable situation as to what it is right now, um, I would probably say I'd probably say yes. Really. Yeah, I think that'd be tough, though. I mean, it's, that's, hard, it's hard to turn down a five million dollar head coaching job, no SEC. matter where it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know that you got to imagine that would be what the going rate is going to be. Here's what I'll say about that: if if Jeff Lebby, in his gut, honestly feels like they are close to winning a national championship here, and it's going to happen. I don't think he'll leave. Yeah. For for a um a middle of the road type of job. Because he knows but first of all, he came to OU. The program means something to him. Like it means something to win a national championship, not just like to stuff the resume and to get a better job. They could mean something to him to win a national championship here, right? So I think that that is definitely something to 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 think about. And you also got to remember like he's going to be getting advice from Venables who's who's the head coach, right? He's going to go to him and say, "Hey, here's what I've been offered. What do you think?" And he's going to be getting advice from a guy that was patient, that waited, that was massively compensated as a coordinator and with that patience, the the right thing finally happened. I mean, there was some good stuff that came along before, like the Auburn job, and you know we could go into to several others that that were thrown his way. But this finally, the the moment was right. He said it was one of the things that made it right was because he didn't just have to have it right. Yeah, and you're going to have to be more selective with some of these SEC jobs than you've ever been before. I mean, the Ole Miss job has always been a job that's it's pretty tough. I mean, in the grand scheme of things in the SEC, especially the SEC West, that job is about to get tougher now that the SEC is going to expand, you well, know? Yeah, you've so, you got to ask yourself, like, what's the real ceiling there? Yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, I, I think it would be if you took the Ole Miss job, you're taking it for the payday. And I'm sure he, you know, has some good memory, like liked it down there, knows like the administration, likes the administration. But you're taking that job for the payday. Sure. You're not taking it because you're going to go to Ole Miss and win national championships. Now, everyone has that on their mind when they take a job, but you have to be realistic about it, right? So, I mean, it. I just I – don't, I don't know that Lebby – and this is – I haven't had this conversation with him, and 
I, I don't think it's – it's not even the right time to have the conversation with him about that, but I think he is – I don't think he's chasing – the payday and the title of head coach. I think he wants a championship. I mean, he's he's already making a having a really nice payday at OU. They they win immediately. He'll be making north of two million, uh, real quick. Yeah. Well, isn't he already like really close to two million? I think he's I think yeah. he's knocking on the door of it. And here's the thing, man he he does not have a championship, a national championship. Like that's not easy to do. And if he feels like there's an honest chance here to do that in like the 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 few coming years, then I think he would, he I think he would turn down middle of the road power five jobs. But that is purely a guess on my end. All right, opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line. I see him coming in six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studios. You guys are killing it on the Air Coverage Solutions text line. I got a lot of college football content today, but if you guys keep pumping the text line with questions, uh, we'll get to as many as possible. First off, we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves here, but that's fun. That's never stopped us before. Text line says, if Dabo and Clemson ever part ways and we have a rough go in the SEC, would BV take the Clemson job? I feel like the day that Dabo's not at Clemson anymore, Brent Venables will be the the first call that they make. Yeah. I just don't – I thought this about Muleshoe. I realized that. I was dead wrong about it. But I am doubling down here, Teddy. I do think Brent Venables is an OU lifer. As long as he's allowed to stay, of course. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it all depends on like, what's happening. If If Oklahoma is – all of a sudden, you know, rubbing elbows with the Alabamas and the Georgias and playing in national championship games, you know, I I don't think he's going to leave and and go to Clemson. I don't I mean there's it's a lateral move and if things are going really good, they're gonna do everything in their power to keep that from happening. Now, if things aren't going well here and I, I, I guess like the one big hindrance would be like not being able to get the things resources, that, sure the resources yes. that he needs. He didn't to have compete. the backing by the university, right? Totally, totally man. Yes, right. That, I think that would be the one thing that that would make him consider leaving because like he's seen what happens whenever you do get the buy-in from the administration and they kind of. Not necessarily give you a blank check, but like are are willing to work with with pretty much all the stuff that that you feel like you need to have in order to uh, to be competitive at the very very elite top. Like we're talking to the top handful of schools. So loyalty is a, a big thing with him. Now he wouldn't be the first head coach ever to preach loyalty and then you know leave in the middle of the night for another job. But I don't really get the sense that he operates that way. I, I think you're right. It would have to be a situation where he's not getting the backing that uh, he needs or that other schools have. I it, I think a, 
some significant things would have to happen for him to ever leave on his own accord. Yeah. And here's the thing. I just – I don't know. I, I I think a lot of it for him is obviously way more important than – I don't think money is the driving factor for him. Uh, he's not going to – he's not going to take less money than what he's worth. But I, I feel like just – Whenever you listen to him talk, I, there's things that mean way more to him, and and I don't think it's legacy. I don't think necessarily it's it's win loss record. It's what type of program does he have? What type of players is he churning out? And I, if he feels a responsibility uh, and that that end of things is going really well, I would be surprised if he if he bolted. But gosh. Guy hadn't even coached a game yet. Let's. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to guess on that. I mean, here's the thing: if he does well at Oklahoma and Dabo leaves, my guess is he'll be on the the list of three or four names that they're calling, no doubt. Quick question: the meet and greet in Tulsa at the Canes with OU coaches, April twenty eighth. It's forty bucks a ticket. Does that include drinks or food or music, or is that just to get through the door? What do you guys know? Well, what's your definition of drinks? Like a yeah. soft drink or like an ice cold Pacifico. I dinner is included. I believe at least it was for I the OKC. I don't even know what this is. The caravan. Okay, so it's a caravan. Yeah, they they got stops in Tulsa, in OKC, in Amarillo, in Duncan, and in Dallas. Dallas and yeah. did they do one in Houston too? Probably yeah. they're bringing those back, and Brent Venables is going to be at all of them. I don't. Yeah, I I have no idea. Maybe I'll ask Toby and. I believe food like dinner is included with okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do a road trip to the to the one in Amarillo? Yes. Kind of awesome. I'd rather it? take the road trip to Amarillo than I would any of the others. Uh, there's one in Wichita too. Why Why Amarillo as opposed to uh, beautiful Tulsa? It's really green up there this time of the year. Because I've never been to Amarillo. I've been what? I've been through it. Unbelievable. I've, I've stopped and got gas or maybe drove through a fast food place. I'm Stop like, at the Tootin Totem out there in uh, Amarillo? Maybe. Tootin but Totem's I've pretty never, popular. I've never like, stopped and stayed and hung out to see what all Amarillo has to offer. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's got to ha- be some good golf courses. <laughs> yeah. We had lunch there, what, uh, about a month ago coming back from Santa Fe. It was, uh, it's all right. I, I have gone to the Big Tex, and I have stayed the night there before after a OU-Texas Tech game in Lubbock. You know, because you can't yeah. stay in Lubbock for less than $800 a night for a football weekend, so you got to drive an hour and a half to Amarillo to stay the night there. Yeah. Well, um... That's why I would pick Amarillo. Let's do it. Hey, I've let's, been to let's all road, of the other let's places. Let's road trip it to Amarillo. I know what to Tulsa Caravan. has to offer. I know what Dallas has to offer. I know what Houston has to offer. And specifically with Dallas and Houston, the only thing those places have to offer is strip malls and traffic. Okay, so And uh, 16-year-old girls driving what? Porsche yeah, they, SUVs. I, I, I wanted you to mention that again. That's it. That's all Dallas. I feel like BV could eat the seventy-two ounce steak with the baked potato and shrimp cocktail. What do you have? A couple of triple burgers from? No, he had a a triple cheeseburger from Whataburger when he first got into town. I'm like, God, who does that? 
Guy that's hungry. God. Guy that's Well, hey, I, I'm a guy that's hungry quite a bit. I can't eat a triple cheeseburger from uh, Whataburger. Well. And then he probably stood in the line in the middle of the night. If you've ever been to that Whataburger before, dude, that line can get long. What day was it? Do you remember what day it was? Was it a Sunday? It was a Sunday night when they had that, uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, when he landed. I don't think the line was long. Now, if yeah, he would have got in on a dude. Thursday night, look out, buddy. Uh, no way you're going to be able to get through there. Are you kidding me? $40 to meet the coaches? They sure are wanting fans, aren't they? What? It, scan that text God. message. See if this is the same $15 for the spring game guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it is, yes. has to be. Come on. Um, I don't know. $40 to, to go and listen to the coaches talk. I don't know what all goes into a caravan. I mean, um, I, 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 the ticket is – it's not like Venables is making money off of doing these things. He's wanting to go and just kind of spread the message of of what the the program is is like, what the plans are, what they want, what they need, what they're asking of the players. Like he wants to get out and spread the message. So, what an ambassador for the city of Duncan. I'm from Duncan. Don't go there. You're not missing anything. I promise. No, hang on a second. <laughs> is that the mayor? Maybe, but. Doesn't Duncan have like two really nice golf courses? Is the terror is the territory? Is yes. that is that in Duncan? I think so. Yeah. Hey, it's worth a trip down, see the coaches, have a couple of uh I don't know, probably hot dogs and ice cold Dr. Peppers for your forty dollar ticket and then go out and play one of the golf courses. I there. say we road trip to every single caravan except ah. Dallas and Houston. No, thank you. We'll do the we'll do the whole caravan with them. When you factor in sitting in traffic in Dallas, I, I feel like the trip to Amarillo will end up being uh, way shorter than the the one in Dallas. Well, the forty dollar ticket is going to be cheaper than the toll roads that in Dallas oh, that you'll have to take to get to it. That's so. always a nice surprise after you take a Dallas trip and you get uh, something in the mail saying, "Hey, you owe us fifteen dollars yeah. for last weekend." What? How'd yeah. that happen? Actually, $200. You were going 64 in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. Uh, here's your ticket. Please don't read text messages from broke people. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. $40? Dang! What the heck? Who wins the Pac-12 title first, Mule Shoe or Dan Lanning? Yeah, give me Dan Lanning, please. I think it might, hap- might happen this year. Oh, really? Right out of the gate? Uh-huh. All That's right. right. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep the text line hot. 651-3439. Pacifico, Pacifico letter reminds you to live life. Anchors up, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Brandon Hall spoke with the media earlier today, and uh, he had some big comments on Billy Bowman. Billy Bowman at safety, he's a young guy who cares. He's out there right now doing stuff on his own. Uh, I guess he's asking a lot of questions, and BV is adamant about not moving him away from safety. Found that uh, out a couple weeks ago that they're going to Put Billy Bowman in a spot and leave him there. They put him at safety. 
But he's asking a lot of questions, and he's doing things the, uh, right, the right way. A young guy with a lot of promise. Uh, yeah, I, I, he's one of the guys that I thought looked pretty good out there uh, whenever I was out at practice. Um, he's, he's incredibly athletic. I mean, he, we know that he's limited on, on some size, but he is super, super explosive, has fantastic top-end speed, and I think with all of the contact that they've had in spring drills, like he's probably going to become a much better, like under control tackler in the open field. Brandon Hall also on OUDB Key Lawrence. He also cares, Teddy. He cares. He's asking a lot of questions too, and he's going to be a good player. That's the that's the quote from B Hall. I think this is the. Year of the Tennessee transfer, man. Wanye Morris is going to have his best career as a Sooner. I think Eric Gray and Key Lawrence factor into that category as well. Thought that they were going to be instant contributors last year. I guess Eric Gray was, Key Lawrence and Wanye not so much, but I'm really looking for those three dudes to have big-time breakout years, if you want to call it a a breakout season. Yeah, I'm interested to see where the – just kind of where the lineup goes in the secondary. See who competes at corner. See what the the safety position ends up looking like. Um, I've heard some great things about Mukes, but it sounds like uh, he's he's kind of in that you know because he's still super young, which is fine. But it sounds like he's still kind of in that phase where he's he's trying to pick it all up. It's a lot right now. Uh, but he he probably it sounds like has the most raw potential in that group. Um, I'm interested to see what happens at nickel. Like, just by the skill set, size, length, um, ability to play safety, and we've seen him play corner. Sounds like Key Lawrence is kind of like your uh, your perfect fit for nickel. But I don't know that they are. I don't know that they're in a great spot depth wise at safety to, sure. to kind of poach him there and put him at nickel. Like, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't know necessarily what the answer at nickel is going to be. Jeez, the cheapskate rubbish again. This is on the text line. Give me that number, guys. I'll send them $40 to quit uh, polluting the text line with their <laughs> foolishness. We need to start a GoFundMe for uh, caravan tickets and uh, spring game tickets. Oh, by the way, Voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, Toby Rowland, did send a response on what does the $40 include. He says it does include food and drink, but if they want adult beverages, it's a cash bar. However, the Dallas and Houston tickets include heavy appetizers and all drinks. Oh, wow. They're Mm -hmm. trying to one up. How about that? Go figure. How about that? Well, we'll pick up the tab down here. Well, I'm just saying, uh, everything's bigger in Texas, Tyler. Yeah, I. We need to get everyone liquored up and start asking questions to Brent Venables during this. Coach, what's it like? Hey, you you think you're gonna schedule USC sometime <laughs> in the future? <laughs> I'll give someone forty dollars if they ask that and record it. It'd be amazing. Coach, can you explain to us, like in in like some behind the scenes detail, why Lincoln Riley sucks as a coach? <laughs> you know what? As awesome as that question would be, 
he would be totally prepared and give off an, an amazing answer. Britt Venables would somehow be prepared for that and give a great response. It would be very subtle, I feel like, but uh, it, it, it would be great. Do you think he would say, no, yeah, yeah, you're right, he does suck, and uh, here's all the reasons why. I've yes. got a list. And go uh, 18 consecutive minutes talking Actually, about I, it. I built a spreadsheet on this whenever I first got to Oklahoma. Yeah. I bet there are once, – once someone breaks the ice on the questions and – you get towards the end of the event and the uh, the cash bar over there is really rolling, you probably do get some interesting questions. What are you talking about? Key Lawrence ended up being one of our best and most consistent defensive players last year. Yeah, when he was actually out on the field. Did you say he wasn't good? I didn't say he wasn't good. I just thought that he was going to have a breakout year, his best year, whatever whatever that is. Did I say he wasn't good? I don't think so. What do how does – before we just move on, I know you just want to move on. I want you to go back to that text message. What, how does that happen? What are you talking about? Key ended up being one of our best and most consistent defensive players last year. Did anyone say that he wasn't? No. How does that happen? I need you to explain to me how that happens. Boy, the, the pours and uh, this, this comment has really turned our one upside down. I just want to know why, how we go from me saying that, hey, Key Lawrence is uh, good at safety, showed he was really good at corner. He's got those great skill sets to to maybe be the perfect nickel. I don't know if we've got the depth at, at safety to be able to, to make that move, though. I, how does that get turned into what are you talking about? He ended up being one of our most consistent defensive players last year. I don't understand that. Here's the reality. You've been only uh, able to view the text line for about two months now. This is a six- or seven-year thing, buddy. No, you're, I you're just got it. seeing it first. Time. I just don't know how that leap happens. How do you make the leap to – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, that's why I just try to move on past these, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. Yeah, it's probably sometimes it's good that I don't see things because I can get hung up on uh, let's, some randomness. Let's move to something happier before we hit a break, like Lane Kiffin's tweet this weekend. Did we all see that? What, was that the prom picture? Yeah, the prom picture where he's at his house. I, I'm guessing at his house by the pool. Or the neighborhood. And there's about 80 girls dressed up for the prom for uh, Oxford High School or whatever the local high school is there. I don't know how he managed that whole deal, but wow, that that broke the internet. Yeah, I don't know what's He's going crazy, on. He's crazy, dude. He's nuts. You think he was driving by and was like, "Hey, what's going on over there? I, Look at all the chicks." Would that shock you? No, no, it wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. That was uh, that was interesting. Little prom picture. Um, yeah, that was that's right up Lane Kiffin's alley there. So. I hope he had a good time. Was he chaperoning at the... I don't think you want him chaperoning. <laughs> I don't think you want him uh, 500 feet from that high school or that dance. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush. Oh, you get a 
be a dog in any uh, regular season games this year as it stands right now? Or nah? Mm, no. I don't think so either. I think they'll be a favorite in every single game this year. Which, with that schedule, you may not get a whole lot of credit for some of those wins. Maybe you get credit for the, the Baylor win, whatever. I was trying to think of a list today, like in bowl games, teams that you would actually get credit for. Like credit for beating, whether it be a New Year's Six game or, you know, obviously anyone in a playoff setting. Um, the list that I came up with, you get credit for beating Georgia. Unless it was in the Sugar Bowl and Georgia said that that game didn't matter. You know how that goes in the yeah, SEC. Yeah, that's true. Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Is there anyone else out there right now that you can beat in a postseason format and still get credit for winning? Uh, I don't know that you can beat anyone. Those schools included – in a postseason game and get credit for it if it's not a semifinal. That's true. I mean, Florida was pretty good in 2020, but, you know, a fourth of their roster didn't even play in the game, and it was, oh, I mean, I, I mean, it would have been a good game, but, I mean, we'll never know. I, You know, none right. of their guys played. And, like, last year the, the situation with Oregon was so weird. Um like, did we get credit for that? And I don't know that we deserved it. I, uh, I just, I don't I, even. Well, I, I, look at their preseason ranking this year. Does it look like they got any credit for it? Not yeah. really. I guess you know those rosters are are so different now than they were. Right, game time, and then different than as what they were during the season. So I, I don't know. The the bowl stuff is going to be crazy to see how it all plays out. Like if you can, if you can even get get teams to act like that, it's like basically turned into the perfect out for teams to act like they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not have to risk maybe losing a game against someone else big. Very acceptable to opt out of bowl games. Oh, you had several guys do it last year. I wonder if uh, BV in the future in a non playoff game if that'll look you know similar or not. Because that's yeah. not really something that he stands for. No. Nope. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up next.